This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platforms Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Nix. I'm head of content and research. My guest today is Casper Pater of Novisto. We're going to have a conversation about uh, ESG data, understanding it, managing it, going beyond some of the things that we think it can do, uh, and also, you know, turning a profit from it, let's be honest. Um, I'm really excited for this conversation. Casper, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Why don't we talk a little bit about what we mean when we're talking about ESG data? Because I think a lot of people have one very clear idea of what it yep. is, but it can be more than that, yes? Absolutely. So at the core, what ESG is, let's start with ESG. What ESG is, is basically business issues that companies have. Uh, so there's business, material business issues. Companies, different companies might have different topics that they want to talk about, that they want to track. Historically, they've been tracking a lot of financial topics, financial uh, data points of their business, stock inventory, ratios, etc. But now more and more companies are interested in tracking non-financial topics, such as, for example, data security. If a bank has customer data, well, they need to have good data privacy policies and a structure in place, a governance in place to ensure that their customer's data is secure. If they don't, it has a real impact on the business, on the capacity of the business to deliver its products and the trust that customers have in this business. So in the, at the core, ESG just basically means environmental, social, and governance, of course, but it basically means business issues material business issues that companies need to track and make sure they're performing in, or at least you know, improving on. So that's ESG at a base. And what is ESG data? Well, it's all of these metrics and data points that allow a company to understand how it's performing. Let's use a data privacy example again. Data privacy is a very broad topic. How do you define, you, you cannot put a number on data privacy. So there's different elements, metric and data points within those metrics that together allow you to understand how well you are performing on data privacy. So you might have some numbers, breaches per year, for example, but you might have some, some more qualitative aspects. How do you train your staff to ensure that the customer's data is well and secure, for example? So ESG data is this very complex uh, uh, um, data set that has qualitative, quantitative, uh, spreadsheets, documents, policies. So a very fragmented and heterogeneous kind of set of data that customers, that not customers, that companies need to collect and track. I think a lot of this also speaks to accountability because it's not collecting data for the sake of having the data at your fingertips. It's someone has an interest in how these things are working out. Uh, maybe something happens down the road and you want to look at, you know, how did we get here? Or maybe it's, uh, I'm an investor and I want to make smart decisions about where to put my money and who I can trust with it. This is sort of what we're talking about when we talk about collecting data. What is it good for? It's about accountability. Accountability is one of the needs of it. Uh, yes, a big one, but it's not the only one. Uh, improving performance, for example, you need data to be able to track, are you improving performance or not? Uh, I guess you can, accountability is rather kind of, a, has a large definition, so a lot of things can go under that word. Uh, but it's about having the data, but in the end, yes, accountability is a big aspect of it because you do have investors, you do have clients, you have regulators, basically you have all sorts of stakeholders 
around you as a business that are asking you more and more questions about this. Employees want to make sure more and more employees are now quitting companies because of its EHG performance, because they're not transparent enough, because they're not performing enough, they don't have objectives, whatever it is. So now we see that employees are deciding where to work depending on those. So it's accountability to your own performance and being transparent about it to all of the different stakeholders and to be able to, to, to disclose this data, well, you need to be able to collect it in a very rigorous way. Uh, it cannot be a, a simple spreadsheet that anyone can manipulate. You have to have a certain process, a governance around this data collection, how do you, how do, you do it, who has access to it, et cetera. And I have to think that there are some tools that uh, just about anybody responsible for ESG reporting is using to address these concerns. Uh, why don't we speak to that in general? And then I've, I've got a follow up for you. So in general, people are using uh, good old Microsoft Excel <laughs> to collect this data. Uh, less and less, but uh, you know, the, the historically as a, as a new newer function uh, within companies, uh, the first tool that any person goes to is a Excel file, a spreadsheet. Uh, to collect this data and, and house it and basically uh, and, and, uh, collect it. Um, so that's the primitive tool. But yeah, there's a lot of tools on the market right now um, that are available to the people within businesses that need to do that. But the reality is that it's such a, it's such a thorough process, it's such a long process that to just say, I need an ESG tool is, 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 is wrong statement. It's as if you said, I need a finance tool. Okay, which part? <laughs> you know, there's, there's an accounting tool, financial reporting tool. There's all sorts of different finance tools. So ESG as a ESG data or non-financial data has the same kind of, uh, 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 is in the same situation right now where companies truly, they need a set of tools to be able to collect all this data. That was actually where I was going to go with my uh, my follow-up question. I feel like a lot of the options that are available on the market, you know, started in one place and then they're like, oh, we also have an ESG function. And uh, just before the cameras started rolling, you and I were having a conversation about, you know, your company's background. It's a fairly new company. Yep. I think it was 2019 that it started. And Correct. you came in with a very clear vision of what an ESG suite of tools could be. Can you tell us a little bit about your organization? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, even back then in 2000, I joined in 2020. Uh, but the company was created in 2019 and even in the past three years or four years almost now uh, the market has evolved tremendously and people ask me like oh where do you think the ESG function lands within an organization under which department um, so everything is in flux still we didn't have a clear vision on what is going to be the full tech stack of a company in ESG but uh, what we do at Novisto uh, we're really the, the, the data management piece of the whole equation. There are all sorts of data sets within an HR system, within a supply chain system or function. Uh, all of the corporate, legal, uh, compliance, etc., or IT have all their databases. You obviously have all of the environmental data as well that the, the, the sustainability function has a database for or a tool for. Maybe it's just an Excel file, but still they have their own uh, uh, tools. And what we come in is we allow companies to gather data from all of these different functions and departments, aggregate it under one roof, house it all under basically creating their single source of truth, and then being able to push that data into whatever need they might have. Reporting is only one use case. You also have, so you have your own annual report, your disclosure. 
but you also have rating agencies that you need to answer to or that you are heavily incentivized to answer to, you don't need to. Uh, so, uh, so you need to do that. You need to be able to dashboard and view your performance. You wanna be able to track it. You wanna have a holistic view on how you're performing on all of these ESG topics. So re reporting is one of the use cases. We really focus on helping companies gather this data properly with the right governance in place, the right controls, a full audit trail basically, really being able to do it properly and then being able to push the data or use it in multiple use cases. So, I mean, it sounds very complex. And I can only <laughs> imagine, I can only imagine, I mean, a lot of expertise goes into building a system that when you're presenting this to a sustainability executive, you're not asking them to learn an arcane system. What is the user experience like for them? How have you made this a simpler process? So first of all, we have a full ESG team in-house. So we've digitized all of the different standards and frameworks and rating agencies and regulations and whatnot that you might have out there. We've digitized them into metrics and we've cross-referenced all of them together. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible for, for our customers. If not, when we have a, we really have a hands-on approach with our customers where we want to have a customer success manager with each of our accounts and an ESG analyst, sometimes two, assigned to each account. To help with the onboarding, we do our own onboarding. Uh, so we really want to make sure that they utilize the platform properly, they understand it. We want to have that close relationship with our customers because we're a young company. We have uh, some pretty good clients in our, uh, in our in our client list right now. We're very proud to be working with those big companies, but we're still a young company. We're still building a lot of the things on the platform and we will continue to build for years to come. Uh, so we want to have that relationship with our customers. Uh, so a very hands-on approach with our customers. They have, uh, when they log in at the beginning during onboarding, we set up the whole platform for them. They have all the different metrics they need. They understand everything. And the reality of ESG though, is that you ha might have a handful of people in the ESG team, but you have dozens and dozens of collaborators throughout the company. And really the tool is almost 90% of the time used by all these collaborators. You have a few admins, but all of these people are the ones that have the data. So they have to interact with the platform in a specific way to facilitate uh, basically the work there's a big workload for the HR person to provide ESG data and it's always a little bit outside of their the scope of their work it, it always comes down on them when they have other things on their desk to worry about uh, so a lot of thought was put into how to make it as easy as possible for those collaborators as well because by making it easy for them we're simplifying the life of the ESG person who is tasked in reaching out following up convincing a lot of internal stakeholders to provide them with that data. I guess I have two ways that I'd like to follow up on that answer. Uh, I'll just do them in order. Um, the first one, I think by its very nature, you're saying the system plays well with others. It's, it's not an island unto itself. If it's going to be pooling all the data, it has to plug into all the other networks and systems in an organization. Can you speak to how you make that work? Absolutely. Uh, and not only pulling data from, but also pushing data to. So data mobility is a huge aspect of Mobisto. It's actually, it's one of the most critical components of our platform. We need to keep data mobile and flexible and adaptable. Um, in terms of pulling data, obviously we're building a sort of a library of APIs so we can connect directly with existing systems. However, considering the complexity of ESG data, it's perhaps not as easy as it might seem. Uh, uh, sometimes, or most of the time, much easier for quantitative data. If you have numbers and a spreadsheet somewhere, very easy to 
bring that back into Nubisto. So we have some some out of the box, meaning when you get the license, you can basically have a, a connection or an API connections to to the large kind of systems out there, an HR system, etc. And if not during onboarding, we make sure to add uh, kind of different API connections. So as a young company, instead of coming and having a, a preset list of API connections, we're building them as our customers are asking for them. However. Uh, and that can be done with any system for any kind of the different silos we mentioned earlier, uh, HR, environmental, et cetera. Uh, however, what we've noticed is that through these APIs and the, the ESG data that lives in other systems actually represents between 30 to 40% of all the ESG data a company needs. So, and of course it depends where the company is in their ESG maturity. If a company is just starting to do ESG, uh, and they've, you know, they've done their materiality mapping, they've identified the things they want to talk about, but they might just disclose maybe a little bit less, maybe more of the quantitative data they already have. But the extent of ESG data, there's a lot of qualitative data there too. Uh, 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 there's a narrative to it, there's a, an explanation, a description of management, etc. So <clears throat> the APIs and integrations with other systems, of course, and we need to be able to pull data from it uh, to accelerate that work as much as possible. But we still need to provide a tool to our customers to go and grab the other 50% or 60% of data that does not live in systems right now. So we need to be able to give them that tool. And we do provide us uh, many different tools for them to, to accelerate that process. Now, would that be the pulling part you're talking about? Exactly. So that would be the, the first step, which would be pulling data from different systems to create this central source of truth that has all the ESG data. But then there's Another, there's use cases that our customers can do within Novisto directly, but there's all sorts of use cases that are not part of our system. There's other departments that want to have access to ESG data, investor relations, sales maybe for RFP questions, our clients are asking questions. So we want to be able to push that data too into different systems. And again, we want to play nice with all the other systems around us. So really Novisto is in, in the middle of this ecosystem of all the different departments that all have ESG data or non-financial data. And we want to be able to gather the data from different places and then use it within Novisto when possible, and then be able to push it into whatever other system in a way that makes sense. So the other sort of follow-up question I had from earlier was, yeah. you know, from everything I'm hearing, this is not a turnkey solution. This is not I as a sustainability manager identify I've got this challenge and I find a solution and I buy it and you onboard me and 30 days later, you're gone and I run this thing forever. It feels like you're building an ongoing relationship with your partners and you're a young company. I'm curious what your vision for the future is. How, how do you maintain and grow that relationship over time? Good question. Um, as a young company, yes, of course, we, are very, we have a very hands-on approach with our customers. Uh, we do onboarding. It takes us uh, maybe two or three months to do onboarding. We make sure we, uh, we we create and we uh, create the right environment for our customers to use the platform. We train them, et cetera. So there's a full onboarding process. Ideally, we would have different tiers in terms of our solution. Maybe some companies don't need all of that handholding. Maybe some companies just want to have the software and that's okay. But we want to be able to provide that to them and be able to have a turnkey solution, as you said, so that they can just have the software and they can use it. And it's you know, out of the box usable. Some other companies require a little bit more uh, assistance and, and help in operationalizing their ESG strategy. So we're there to help them as well. The thing that we, we're not a consulting firm. We're not an advisory firm. We're a software firm. 
so we do have an ecosystem around us of advisory firms, of consultants who are working in this space, who we trust. And we do a lot of referrals to all of these uh, different advisory firms, depending on what our clients are looking for. Uh, so we like to think that uh, uh, for our clients, we're kind of a first person to ask about all these questions. Sometimes, often, we can help them because it's a logistical issue or whatnot. But if it becomes more of a strategic issue, then we refer them to one of our partners. You know, we've covered a lot of ground in this conversation. What are two or three key takeaways you want listeners to think about a little further? You know, the importance of data governance, that's really key. Uh, it's understanding and understanding what your processes are internally, how you're collecting the data. What is the data that you want to collect, first of all? How are you collecting it? Who has the data? And then being able to digitize those processes. Business continuity is a huge aspect of ESG. There's so much transfer of talent between companies in this space that you need to be able to digitize your processes in a platform like Novisto and then be able to, basically by digitizing that, you can streamline the whole process, you can accelerate your data collection, your reporting, whatever use case you might have, but it's really shifting your ESG function to a digital solution and understanding all the different aspects surrounding ESG and all the different departments that require their solutions and having the ESG function have their own solution to be able to manage this data. For people who want to learn more or ask a few questions, what's the best way to reach you? What's the best way to get in touch? Uh, different ways. Reach out to me directly on LinkedIn if you want to, Casper Patter. Uh, but if not, just go to our website, novisto.com. That's N-O-V-I-S-T-O.com. And you'll have all the information there. You can download our product brochure. You can ask for a demo request. You can basically do whatever you want on the website. Well, I have visited uh, that website, and I think it's a great resource for anybody who is interested in this topic to see you know, some things that maybe they wonder, does this make sense for me? Uh, it's, a, it's a great place to start. Uh, I also thank Casper for making himself available on LinkedIn. I also thank anyone who's listened to this whole thing. You must like what he has to say. If you've got some questions for him, be sure to reach out. Casper, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.